Welcome to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Raker. Hi, this is Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. Our guest today is Dr. Brandy Waters, Senior Director, Program Manager, AP, African American Studies College Board. Today, the College Board released the revised framework of advancement, advanced placement African American studies, a course that covers an important part of American history, culture, and literature. AP African American Studies is a college-level interdisciplinary introductory course that covers the history and experiences of African Americans in the United States within the broader context of the African dysphoria. I want to welcome her to our show today. She's going to talk more about the creation of this Advanced Placement African American Studies course and its place, importance, in American education system. Good morning, and how are you today, Doctor? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So tell us why is the College Board offering an AP course in African American Studies now? There are many good reasons to offer a new AP course in African American Studies. But I think the most important one is that this is the course that students have asked for. The AP program sends out surveys to AP teachers and students to get feedback on subject areas for new courses. And for several years, African-American studies has been among one of the most requested new courses. So we're really excited to be able to provide this opportunity to students to have an engaging and dynamic deep study in a field that they've really been looking for. What topics will the course cover, Doctor? It is a college-level course, and it is an introduction, as you mentioned, to African-American history and culture more broadly. So students explore a wide range of topics, from early African kingdoms to the Great Migration and the Harlem Renaissance, and also Afrofuturism. And being an interdisciplinary course, that means students are examining a wide array of resources. They look at maps and legal texts and poetry and art and literature, photographs. They really have a deep opportunity to study the work of Black activists and entrepreneurs and educators and scientists. What I think is super exciting about this revised framework is that it has a new and updated project. It includes new topics based on feedback we've heard from students' interests and also a feature called Further Explorations. This is something we've never done um, in any other AP course. This is a dedicated week for classrooms to take a deep dive into a topic of their interest. So it really gives us an opportunity to introduce students to those foundational concepts in the field while also preserving optionality for their further exploration. How was the course developed, Doctor? This course is unlike any other because it was developed with input from over 300 scholars and teachers from universities and schools across the nation. So subject matter experts within the AP program, myself included, developed the course advised by a committee of expert professors and teachers. And these are teachers who come from all across the country and represent many different kinds of institutions. But more importantly, they include faculty that really reflect the subfield of African-American studies. So we have historians and literary scholars and sociologists that help advise internal subject matter experts on how to develop the program. So as a result, I think this has become the most comprehensive, rich and engaging introduction to this field that I've ever seen for high school students. How 
have students and teachers responded to the course during the pilot process? We've heard such great feedback from pilot teachers and students, and mostly that it's a positive, challenging, and transformative experience. Students are excited about seeing this class as an invitation to learn more, to explore more voices, perspectives, and experiences than what's typically represented in high school curricula. They've been sharing with me that they take what they learn beyond the classroom to their dinner table conversations with their family members and siblings. And I think that's probably why the course has grown so significantly. We started out last year in about 60 schools across the country in our first year of the pilot. And we've now grown from those 60 schools to nearly 700 schools across the country. Wow. Tell me, will the course be available in all states or just certain ones? We're currently in about 40 states and our goal is to reach as many students as possible. We really wanna give every interested student the opportunity to explore this discipline that's currently not widely available in American high schools. Um, this is truly the course that I wish that I had in high school. And I know that students are really eager to take the course. So I hope that it's available to students in every state. I hope so too. And I hope American history isn't taken out of high schools because it's, they, there's a lot of high schools that are taking this out and it's, it's really sad as a former teacher or, you know, I've been, I taught and I just can't believe it. Um, so this is really important for students to be able to have this experience and to understand different cultures and different customs and whatever. And are there customs and things in this course as well? Did you mention customs? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you for a second. Yes, yes, customs and culture and, you know, everything that there is about the, you know, this course, does it have that as well? Absolutely. I think what's super great about having an interdisciplinary course is that you're not only learning some of the core concepts and historical movements in the field, but you also have a chance to explore those cultural aspects that students have mentioned are really important to us. So some of them have asked, um, I just kind of want to know about the origins of Kwanzaa, and I want to know a little bit more about Gullah Geechee speech um, and linguistic patterns or um, some of the sartorial choices that emerge around the Black Power Movement and the Black is Beautiful Movement. So this course gives them a chance to not only explore history, but also culture, whether it be music, fashion, or even just the tradition of family reunions and kind of where that comes from. And I think that's why it's um, been so engaging for students because it connects to things that they currently experience in their everyday lives. And I think that's so important, especially the languages, the different languages as well. Because I was very lucky that I got to go overseas and live in different countries. And that's one of the things I delved into, that language, the custom, the culture, to get to know the people and to understand the history. So this is wonderful. I hope it's in every state for you. Thank you. Me too. You're welcome. And where can people get more information on, on this and schools get more information on a doctor? I'd love for folks to take a look at our revised framework. You'll see all of the course topics and the rich cadre of sources that we've pulled for this course on our website, which is cb.org slash studies. AP, say that again. cb.org slash studies. Great. Thank you.
thank you so much for what you're doing and your mission, and I wish you all the luck in the world on this. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I have happy holidays. Um, and don't forget to go to our website at letsjusttalk.com. Thank you. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Raker. Did you know that memory loss now affects almost 7 million people in America? And the Alzheimer's Research Foundation estimates that by the year 2050, there will be 50 million people with dementia in America. Are you preparing your family, especially your grandchildren, for this issue? This is Dan Perkins, and I'm the author of a new book for children ages 9 to 12 and their families to help them understand that it's not their fault when Grammy can't remember them. Why Can't Grammy Remember Me is available at Amazon or through your local bookseller. Don't make your grandchildren part of the lost generation. This is Dan Perkins, and I want to introduce you to my latest thriller, Ted Baker in Terrorist Gold. This is a continuation of the Brotherhood of the Red Nile story that created quite a stir because people couldn't really separate fiction from reality. This new novel is a story how the Russians interfered with the presidential election by actually blackmailing one of the candidates. Ted Baker has sent one of his agents, John Seacrest, to Moscow to try and trace the source of money that funded the Brotherhood, and John meets up with Natasha, a Russian with an attitude. Like the others in the series, it's full of cliffhangers. It's a real page-turner once you start You're going to find it difficult to put it down. Some people recommend don't start it after 9 o'clock because you'll be up all night. If you're looking for a really scary thriller as current as today's headlines, then Ted Baker in Terrorist Gold is the book for you. Order your copy of Ted Baker in Terrorist Gold, and after you've read it, go to Amazon and write a review. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness much of which surfaces during the darkness of night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers was created to serve veterans who deal with the lack of sleep due to their injuries. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides a free MP3 player for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. To learn how you can help, go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us to help a veteran make it through the night. Back to the show, you're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Raker. Hi, this is Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. The American Academy of Pediatrics today will discuss the need to eliminate menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars and how a possible delay will impact children's health. Dr. Nia Hurd Garris, pediatrician and AAP person, on why these products are more addictive and the specific dangers to teens, women, and black communities and how studies show how young people are more likely to try a menthol cigarette as their first cigarette than a non-menthol cigarette. And we want to do steps to protect children and save lives. Good morning for you today. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me to talk about this really important issue today. It is a real important issue, and we don't want children and, and adults dying from this, and they don't realize that they can get lots of things, including lung cancer. So what is, there is a, there is a proposed ban on this, 
and on menthol cigarettes and why is that so important, doctor? Absolutely. The proposals are long-awaited rules from the Biden administration to eliminate menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars from the market. And these proposals, I'll just say, are strongly supported not only by my group, which is the American Academy of Pediatrics, but many other medical and health groups, because they represent major progress to to protect really young people, to address nicotine addiction and save lives. And unfortunately, now that progress is in jeopardy. And the reason specifically we're focusing on menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars is because those are the first tobacco products that find their way into the hands of children and teens because they're not as harsh um, and that gets teens and kids addicted very, very young. Um, So, you know, this is so important for us to be tackling as a nation, as parents, as concerned citizens um, to get these products off the market. What does a potential delay mean for children's health? Absolutely. We cannot stand for a potential delay, but a potential delay really means that we are going to prevent the protection of children even longer. Delaying action to remove these products off the market is dangerous and really a major missed opportunity to protect children and teens. And without that urgent action, we're leaving the lives of young people at risk, especially those, as you mentioned, Black communities, especially that have been targeted by the tobacco industry for decades with menthol products. It's no accident that 85% of Black smokers use menthol. So failing to act really misses a key opportunity to save lives. Why are menthol and flavored tobacco products more addictive? Yeah, so pediatricians often say that tobacco use is a pediatric disease since it almost always begins during adolescence. Young people are uniquely vulnerable to highly addictive nature of nicotine, which means that teenage experimentation can turn into a lifelong addiction. And unfortunately, the cooling flavor, the mint flavor of menthol really numbs the throat and reduces the harshness of tobacco smoke, making menthol cigarettes more appealing and easier to use for young people people who are starting or experimenting with smoking. Studies show that flavors are the primary reason that people, young people especially, experiment with these products and actually get hooked because, again, they don't feel as harsh. They're more appealing. They taste good. It's less smoky of a a taste. And so that really hooks them young. Right. And there's regulations about this. Can you tell us a little bit about the regulations, Dr.? Yeah, so the proposal as it stands right now is to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars. And we really need the White House to act now and eliminate menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars from the market once and for all. We cannot delay this because these dangerous products will continue to find their way in the hands of young people. And we don't need cigarettes to taste good, to feel good. We want them to not be those things so that children do not get addicted. Because we know as young as 12, children really start to develop an addiction um, with tobacco products. And then the tobacco industries have lifelong customers starting at 12 years old. It's unacceptable. So we really need the administration to act now. So what steps can parents and policymakers take to protect children? And for as much as these things cost, (laughs) I'm shocked that a 12-year-old can afford to buy $8 
a packet of cigarettes. Absolutely. Well, you know, it is really past time for policymakers to prioritize the health of children. You know, it's not surprising that the tobacco industry is opposing these regulations. They want their customers to start early so that they can make that profit, right? But it is surprising that the administration keeps to, you know, prioritizing their concerns over the children that are impacted. And these products are, you know, widely available. And unfortunately, again, because they don't taste so bad, children will find a way to get to them. So whether they're at home or whether they're with other friends or at school or people are sharing, I don't know. But for sure, they will find a way to get them. Kids are very creative and ingenious and will figure it out. So we need to make these products not available at all so that that addiction is much less likely. And really, the clock is ticking, Catherine. We need the Biden administration to act immediately to finalize these rules. They're really common sense actions. And they could actually help to break this deadly cycle of nicotine addiction, especially in marginalized communities like Black communities that have already suffered greatly from the targeted and intentional promotion of menthol products. Where can people get more information, doctor? They can go to aap.org backslash tobacco to learn more about tobacco and child health. Again, that's aap.org backslash tobacco to learn more about tobacco and child health. Thank you so much for your mission, and we need to we need to stop this. This is really important for our our nation, our children, and adults. Absolutely. Are, Thank you for taking it on. Okay. Thank you so much. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Raker. Did you know that memory loss now affects almost 7 million people in America? And the Alzheimer's Research Foundation estimates that by the year 2050, there will be 50 million people with dementia in America. Are you preparing your family, especially your grandchildren, for this issue? This is Dan Perkins, and I'm the author of a new book for children ages 9 to 12 and their families to help them understand that it's not their fault when Grammy can't remember them. Why Can't Grammy Remember Me is available at Amazon or through your local bookseller. Don't make your grandchildren part of the lost generation. This is Dan Perkins, and I want to introduce you to my latest thriller, Ted Baker in Terrorist Gold. This is a continuation of the Brotherhood of the Red Nile story that created quite a stir because people couldn't really separate fiction from reality. This new novel is a story how the Russians interfered with the presidential election by actually blackmailing one of the candidates. Ted Baker has sent one of his agents, John Seacrest, to Moscow to try and trace the source of money that funded the Brotherhood, and John meets up with Natasha, a Russian with an attitude. Like the others in the series, it's full of cliffhangers. It's a real page-turner once you've started it. You're going to find it difficult to put it down. Some people recommend don't start it after 9 o'clock because you'll be up all night. If you're looking for a really scary thriller as current as today's headlines, then Ted Baker in Terrorist Gold is the book for you. Order your copy of Ted Baker in Terrorist Gold, and after you've read it, go to Amazon and write a review. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers was created to serve veterans who deal with the lack of sleep due to their injuries. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides a free MP3 player for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. 
All Our Players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. To learn how you can help, go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us to help a veteran make it through the night. We are Lions. We bring hope where it's needed. Support causes that matter. Change lives. Change communities. Change the world. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. Back to the show. You're listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Raker. Hi, this is Katherine Raker of Let's Just Talk. You know, during the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, the focus is often on others, and it can't be easy for people to overlook their own needs. This chronic or constant stress can negatively impact health, and with heart attacks peaking around the holidays, it's more important than ever that people listen to their bodies, maintain healthy habits, and keep up their medical visits. There's a new survey out there, and we're going to talk about that today with Dr. Glenn Levine. Holiday stress doesn't just end with the new year either. It can worsen existing conditions and impact over heart health year-round. In the interview, we have an interview today with Dr. Glenn Levine, American Heart Association volunteer expert, who will discuss the importance of self-care, new survey results on holiday stress, and the implications of stress on health. Good morning, and how are you, doctor? I'm doing great. Thank you, Catherine. Well, there's so many... Family members of mine have ended up with, at this time of year, dying from heart attacks and whatever. So tell me, why are people so often stressed out during the holidays? I know I get stressed out. Yeah, what's amazing is that more people are stressed out by the holidays, according to a survey, than even by taxes. And the reason is that in addition to our everyday stressors, including family, work, finances, and our everyday obligations, we are all dealing with the additional stressors that come with the holidays, entertaining, preparing meals, buying gifts, interacting with family and friends. And this just adds to the daily amount of stress we all have to deal with. So let's talk about some what heart-healthy habits should people make sure to keep up with during the holidays, especially if they're diabetics or other things or have heart problems with sodium and a lot of other things. Tell us that. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think what's important for people to remember is to don't abandon all your health behaviors. And importantly, things are not an all or none phenomenon. We all will eat a little bit more during the holidays, but we still want to do it in moderation and maybe throw a couple extra fruits or vegetables onto your plate when you're eating. Same with alcohol. Many people will indulge in a beverage or two, but again, let's just do it at least in moderation. And then other things we wanna do is pay attention to make sure we get enough sleep, pay attention that we're still doing some kind of daily exercise, even if it's just taking a walk, and giving ourselves a little bit of me time every day, meditating, reading, journaling, whatever it is that allows you to focus back on you a little bit. 
You know, one of the things that I want to share with you is that um, I have a I have a healthy cooking show on TV. And one of the reasons why I started with, started it was when I came back to the United States and saw what was going on, I decided I was going to try to get America healthy again. And it's one of the joys of my life to to do things like that or or even using your hands to create something, something that you really love, maybe from childhood, doctor? Yeah, so first, encouraging people to eat healthy is uh, is certainly a great endeavor and one the American Heart Association very much endorses. And it's interesting you mentioned doing things with your hands. You can uh, very mindfully prepare meals, and that also in itself is a, a great exercise to focus on what you're doing and not all the worries that are swirling around your mind. Can you share some interesting findings from the latest survey results? Yeah, I think the most interesting survey for folks to be aware of is that during the holidays, uh, folks put too much emphasis on others and they forget to put themselves on their holiday list. They forget to give themselves some time to actually enjoy things and actually relax. And I think the biggest message to them is to try to actually enjoy the holidays rather than not just get through them. And, you know, reaching out, maybe reaching out to people that do have heart problems, doctor, would be something that you could do, you know, and make yourself feel better. Um, Especially if you have, you know, heart problems yourself, to just reach out and talk to someone. That, that he has it and comfort them or, you know, make something for them. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a great strategy. Interacting with others is always great and giving support to uh, others who have uh, heart disease and other forms of uh, health issues is, I think, very therapeutic in itself. Right. Where can we go for more information about everything and doesn't the Heart Association have recipes and stuff like that up on their website? Yeah, the American Heart Association has a great website on managing stress, which is heart.org backslash stress. But it also has many other great heart-healthy tips, including how to eat well and manage uh, all your risk factors for heart disease. Well, we can't thank you, doctor, for coming on our show today and and reaching out to people and letting them know that you need to take a break sometimes, you know, and take care of yourself because we want you around for a while, right? That's exactly right. Uh, Thank you for inviting me, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining me today on Catherine Raker's Let's Just Talk. Don't forget to go out to letsjusttalk.com, the chef, you and I, or Catherine Raker's World to get all this information. Thank you. You've been listening to Let's Just Talk with Katherine Riker. 